This is what it's like being inside my brain. Welcome to the inside of Jody's brain. In a little podcast we like to call Adventures in Jody Sitting. She's sitting beside you, talking your ear off. Adventures with Jody sitting in your car. It starts right now. Everything you say can and will be used against you. I'm kind of scared about that. In a court of podcasts. Okay. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a real thing. That, that, Unless yeah. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman, maybe. Yes. A cord of podcasts. It's like wood. Yes. I, I was not following for a moment and then I caught up. I think I'm all caught up. Welcome to Adventures in Jody Sitting, episode 23, the big two three. That doesn't really mean anything, does it? Oh, uh, you're legal. In most I states. was legal. I was legal two episodes ago. True, but now you're m- much more, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Aware. You think it would be better if every year there was one extra thing that you could do that you couldn't do the year before? Like skateboard? So that you'd, you'd look... You'd look forward to getting older if there were things that you could only do when you hit a certain age. Like you look forward to being 18. You look forward to being 16 so you can drive. Is anybody looking forward to being 37, for example? I'm sure somebody is. People who are 36. (laughs) But are they? No, because nobody wants to age. You don't have anything to look forward to. I made it another year. Like maybe now you get to use the sharp scissors. Like before you're 37, you can't use really, really sharp scissors. But when you're 37, you get to use the sharp scissors. When I'm 37, I get to touch the super glue. I don't have to use the library paste anymore. Right. You have to have something that when you go to buy it in the store, they card you and say, oh, sorry, you're not 75. You can't buy this. So you can't get the depends. Well, <laughs> We want to make sure that people can have the things that they need to um, live their best life. So if you need that, I don't want to stop you from getting it. You have a medical necessity. Okay. You don't know. You don't know what your friends are using. I did want to give you some some credit, public acknowledgement that you. What are you doing, boy? That sounds funny. That's the, I let the puppy in and out of, outside. No, I know what you did. I wanted to make sure that I publicly acknowledged that you made me breakfast this morning, and I don't want to say I'm angry. <laughs> I don't want to say that because that doesn't sound like I'm grateful at all, does it? No, it does not. <laughs> not in the least. <laughs> I should just use that, like, even when I'm not annoyed or angry or anything, just it it would be a, an icebreaker in a meeting. Listen, I don't want to say that I'm angry. And then you just carry on and not finish the thought because you're not angry. So you don't want to say that you are. I am a little put out that we've been together six and a half years and I thought you were incapable of making eggs. <laughs> you make the most perfect bacon. I want to I want the entire world to know, and the entire world being the 10 people who listen to the podcast. And I don't, I don't think I feel threatened by announcing that, that, you know, maybe the women are all going to start lining up to try to steal you from me because you make the most perfect bacon on the planet. 
but I always make the eggs. You make the bacon and I make the eggs and the toast. And that's because when we first started dating, you once made me eggs and burned them. So I assumed, possibly rightly, but I don't know. I just assumed that was not your skill set. You were not an egg cooker person. I'm not usually a cooker, no. So I've just been making eggs for us whenever we've had eggs for six and a half years. And today, for whatever reason, you decided you were going to make the eggs. And I said, well, I want fried eggs because I like fried eggs. And you made the most flawless fried eggs. And I feel cheated out of six years of, I can't even make good fried eggs. I screw them up every time. I can't flip them. So they get screwed up. You made flawless fried eggs and I could have been eating those for six years. Well, yeah, you could have. I, I can't say I've made fried eggs in like 10 years, but I did this morning. You must have been a, you must have been a, a short order cook in a previous life. No, I just sort of see how other people did it. And I said, oh, there you go. I'll just throw it in a pan and cook it. And that's what came out. Trying to perfect a fried egg that I still haven't perfected by saying, I just saw how other people did it and I did it. And it was great. Well, I'm just I believe saying. In you and you will get there. I, I, <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah, that's true. You are older than me. I might need I might need that extra time. That's the problem. That's I, the problem, right? I, I think I just got lucky. I mean, I'm one for two in eggs. <laughs> With me? In six years, so. Yeah, that's true. Completely burned or perfect. There is no middle ground for you. All right. Well, yeah. I guess what we'll have to do is follow this up with you making me breakfast again. Because, you know, now, now I want to support you. I, I want to support you. So it's like, I'm not going to be able to sit down ever again now because I've done it once. So now suddenly. Don't. No, you. yeah, it's your turn for the next six years. And then it'll be my turn after that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. I no don't pressure. mind. I no don't pressure. mind making you eggs, especially if you've made bacon, because I feel like that that's only fair. But yeah, I never need. I never used to make bacon. I, here's the only place I really made good bacon. Right. Well, you have mastered never... it and now you're stuck with it because I don't know how to make it. Because you usually make it when I'm in the shower, so I don't see you. So if it was my job, I would probably screw it up. Uh, I see. You, you don't see me leaving the house and going to the bacon store. <laughs> the bacon store. <laughs> Bringing it back and pretending it's in the oven. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow, you have faked me out for many years now, and, and I have to appreciate that level of deception just to make me happy. That's, you know, the things I do to make you happy. It's, again, I shouldn't let all of that out because the women will start lining up. So um, we should probably end on that note, and I'll, maybe I could just list some of your, <laughs> your, your, your less desirable <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say all the things wrong with me. That's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I have to balance it out. I don't want them to think you're perfect. Oh, they don't think I'm perfect. That's for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, just get on with the rest of the podcast then, shall we? Here comes the podcast. Just a brief follow-up in case people were worried about us eating ketchup cake and then not surviving the night. We did officially survive the night. It it went well. No one got sick. I still haven't had another piece, but 
it's also because it's only 12 hours later and I couldn't justify having cake for breakfast. I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. So that's your update. I make bad choices. I don't actually always make bad choices. Sometimes I make bad choices. So I guess that would be the next t-shirt design. I'm thinking if you have a t-shirt on and it says, sometimes I make bad choices, it would be more of a conversation starter than I make bad choices. Because if I see somebody wearing a t-shirt and it says, I make bad choices, then I'm I'm just going to go ahead and assume every single choice they make is bad because that's pretty much what they are declaring on, on their chest. But if your t-shirt says, sometimes I make bad choices, that, that leaves things open, right? You, you want to know which of the choices they make are bad under what circumstances, like, because maybe it's only, it's only when you've had a few beers, which I think is the definition of having a few beers is making bad choices. So maybe that's when that happens. Maybe you only make bad choices when you're under extreme pressure. So you would make a really terrible game show contestant because there's a lot of pressure when you're on a game show and you know, there's a 1974 Pinto on the table. I did immediately go to what, uh, I, I immediately went to Monty Hall World. I also don't know if they made Pintos in 74. Would it be better to say a 78? I don't know. I'm not a car person. You may have, you may have just figured that out by listening to me. I apologize in advance for that. My windows are steaming up. I'm such a hottie. So yeah, I mean, when I think of game show, there are two options, right? There, there are only two options in game show land. There's let's make a deal and Jeopardy. Those are those are the only two, right? Jeopardy and let's make a deal. And I immediately went, I went full let's make a deal. I happened to know somebody who was auditioning to be a contestant on let's make a deal. Now, I don't know about you, but that, that made me so sad to hear that people audition to get on let's make a deal because let's be honest, we all figured if you just showed up for a taping dressed as a bunch of grapes that you had as good a chance as anybody to actually be on the show. That is not the case. All of the people who get selected are pre-screened. Well, maybe they weren't back in the day, but today. It just made me so sad. I had no idea. I don't know what to do with that information. I mean, I guess the, the key is this was for the new Let's Make a Deal. Did that show even come on? Because I didn't watch it. Has it already come and gone? Is it still on? I I don't feel so bad about it right now because I, I mean, I just realized that I don't actually watch the show. <laughs> I'm feeling bad about it for like my seven-year-old self who used to watch it. But it is quite possible that back then they weren't as sophisticated and, and they didn't audition people. Because Monty seemed to just like go to people, but I guess you could get someone who didn't have a good personality for TV once in a while. Did they all seem to be good? Cause I guess 
if they were all good, somebody did some pre-screening, even mm. if it wasn't a full show up at a studio and audition kind of thing. You know, maybe they talked to you when you were in line to see if you could hold a conversation. You didn't want a mumbler. You didn't want someone who swore a lot. <laughs> that, can you see 1972 people on TV just flinging F-bombs left and right? That would have been that would have been good TV. One of my classmates was a, an older woman returning to get her degree and her son, her adult son, was a stockbroker and also a model. If you got the Sunday paper and got the flyer for the clothes that were on sale, he was often in the flyer. And that's a level of, that's a level of something. In case he's listening to this, his name was Philip and he was probably the best looking person I'd ever met. He was, you know, the dark hair, always wearing suits because, of course, he was a stockbroker. And the only reason I knew him is because he needed someone to do data entry for him. And I volunteered, which was uh, the worst thing I ever could have done. By the way, never ask me to do your data entry because I, I can't. My ADD does not allow me to do data entry. It is a bad choice for me. And that's when I learned it was a bad choice, <laughs> was when I was supposed to be taking this book of every dentist in Connecticut and entering it into a mailing database. Philip was so good looking, but maybe not the brightest star in the sky. The whole image we have, the prejudice we have against models, thinking that they're not especially brilliant, seems to have been a thing with him. I mean, I liked him, but you know how it is. So he, I just remember he drove me back to the school in his Porsche and I had him drive up to the front of the main academic building. This Porsche pulled up at an all women's college. I got out. Oh my goodness. That was the only time in four years of college that I was the coolest girl on campus was when I got out of Philip's Porsche and people saw that I was with an underwear model getting out of his Porsche. And I didn't explain to anybody what the situation was that I was actually working for him. I was typing crap for him. Let them think that I'm his girlfriend. Let them think it this one time, please God. So yeah, that's adventures with Philip. Gosh, I hope he's not listening to this. Actually, I hope he is. Philip, if you're listening to this, I'm the girl who was supposed to be typing all of the dentist's names and addresses into your mailing database. I've watched enough HGTV to know that I don't want to do some really complex patterned tile in my upstairs bathroom because they have to shim all those little things separate. I don't, I guess, to put grout in later. Look, I used, I used floor tile words. But that, you know, you have to separate everything equally, equidistant, so that when you do put the grout in, it, you don't have big, wide grout and really narrow grout. That would that's the design I went for. It wasn't a mistake because I suck at putting in tile. I actually wanted it to look like that. But there are people who are like tiling a floor and they they have all these little tiny pieces, these tiny mosaics. And 
Look, I've never done this before, but I think I'm going to go for the biggest, hugest pieces of tile humanly possible. Like maybe one the entire size of the bathroom. <laughs> yep, it's one big tile. I didn't have to do much grout work on it. I don't know. They don't sell it like that. I am thinking I should probably, if I want that tile look, and I used to, I don't know if I still do, you get the um, the laminate flooring that kind of looks like, is that the thing? Is it laminate flooring that looks like tile, or is it tile that looks like wood? <laughs> it's, it's one of those. I'm not, it, they probably make both. I don't remember which one I said I wanted. I guess I'm uh, I'm almost home, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go eat some food. I texted Tom that there wasn't any food in the house, and then I follow up texted Tom and said, "Actually, that's a lie because there is food in the house. It's on all the counters and on the shelves, but it's not in a format that you would want to eat it." So I think he went to get pizza. We're going to continue to stare at the cans of food that need to be transformed into something else so that we can eat them. Go eat some dinner. Just in case anybody's wondering, bowl of cereal makes a lovely quick dinner that you don't have to cook. It's one of my favorite meals. So go eat a bowl of cereal, everyone. Super cool.